Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Money Watch ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Welcome to the Money Watch Show. It is Tuesday, November 21st, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. We is me, Jill Schlesinger, and he is Mark Talercio. Hello, Mark. Hola. How are you? Why are you doing that? You can only speak Italian to me. Come on. Oh, really? Okay. Buongiorno. Come stai? Buongiorno. Come stai? I like that part. Um, Mark, how are you feeling today? We've got some autumnal weather finally. You're happy about that? This is uh, definitely my favorite time of year in the Northeast, for sure. I am um, in that moment where, as I said to Mark, I've got a big decision to make. I have to do a speaking engagement later this evening, a webinar. I'm totally made up from being on TV this morning, and but I really have a huge chunk of time where I could actually do a workout, like a long workout. But then that would require taking all my makeup off, working out, showering, and then doing it all over again, and importantly, doing my hair. What's the vote, Mark? Uh, as I told you, easy decision. I would skip the workout. <sighs> okay. Well, I guess that's tomorrow then. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? This is going to be so much fun. I am going to see the new Alicia Keys musical. Have you heard anything about it? The Hell's Kitchen thing? Yes. So um, this is at the Public Theater, and I am going with um, a big group from the Theater Development Fund of a bunch of high school kids who participate in the Theater Development Fund's theater program. And I'm very excited because I'm hoping that maybe Alicia shows up. You never know. She might be there because I think she's like wants to, you know, it's early days. The run is show, is sold out, by the way. So you can't even get in. Very happy about this whole thing. I like when these people go and do theater. It's the most fun. It's a way to bring other people who are not into theater into this realm and expose them. So I'm a fan. Yay. Can't wait. And I have a double bill. I'm going to a matinee of that tomorrow. And then I'm going to an opera tomorrow night. I'm going to be exhausted on Thursday. Thank God you're not seeing me. I will say you, you guys love the arts. You take full advantage of it. I give you credit. We try. 
I feel I feel less than because my sister in law Pamela is uh, sees ten times more than I do. So I I feel. But then again, you know what? I got to do stuff, and I got to like I got to just like be with you, do our work, have our fun, and answer some questions. So let's do it today. Let's 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 answer some questions today. How are you feeling about that, Mark? Let's rock and roll. Let's go to the Rocky Mountains. Let's do it. We're going um, to Sandra, who is a transplanted New Yorker who's living in the mountains now. Sandra, where you live, I want to talk about two very big questions. One is, can you get a decent bagel? And the second is, can you get a decent slice of pizza where you live? Pizza, yes. There's like some beautiful pizza here. The bagel is like A for effort, but um, not quite the same. Not happening, right? Also, what are they putting on it? You know, like, oh, I'm living in the mountains. They're like, can I have what? They're going to put something like, I'm going to have peanut butter. Don't put peanut butter on a bagel. Put cream cheese and put some fish and that's it. That they've got. That they've got handled. All right, good. Uh, What brings you to us besides you are a loyal listener? And um, before we got on the air, Sandra explained to us how she found us, which I love. I like hearing how you guys find our show and who told you about us. But Sandra, what's going on for you? What can we do for you? I moved here during the pandemic with my partner. Um, He and I have been together for about five years and he works remotely. He keeps his New York job. I travel for work. I'm a costume designer and I work on films and I'm so delighted to hear your devotion to the arts. Completely. I wanted to hear about everything you've ever done, but we won't do that. First, let's answer your question. I have kind of a two-part question. The first might be too sort of like micro for you. And it's just sort of like, he's a lawyer and I am an applied artist. And so we have very different incomes. Um, And so I feel like the way we handle it is maybe a little bit clumsy. We try and split expenses. I handle one third and he handles two thirds. Is that really how your income splits? Is it really one third, two thirds? No, it is not. But that's what you've agreed to or that's like what it's been? That's what I kind of proposed at a certain point. And what did he say to that? Did he say, oh, honey, don't be crazy. Like you make a 20 percent like I make a million dollars and you make 200 grand. I don't know what the numbers are, but like what was his reaction to that? He was like, "Okay, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I want to hear more. Wait a second. So how much? Last year, oh wait, so this has been a terrible year for you. So the actors are on strike, so I have right. not worked terrible. all year. So give me the pre-strike income that you have had. Probably about someplace like 205, 215. I'm going to say 200. And then lawyer boy, what does he make? He His base is like 735, but I think it's really like eight or 900. I was not so far off when I said a million and 200. Are you laughing at that, Mark? How about that? Not bad. All right. So you think he really makes more like eight-ish. You completely have separate finances when it comes to everything but the bills. Is that about right? Yes. So it's like, I, you know, because we got together when we were mature adults. Like we've been together for five years. I'm 48. He's 49. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been married before. Oh, there's the bitterness. I can hear it already. He's 49. Does he have kids? No, neither of us has kids. Oh, thank God. And so the reason, so the, oh, let me just like throw in part go, two of this. Go, do it. Well, so then there's more of part one, but I'm going to go on to part two. So we got out here and we we're, you know, just like, you know, staying. Oh, it's really nice here in Montana. Let's stay. Let's move. Let's buy a house. So the, so the formal two-thirds, one-third arrangement came as a result of 
we're going to buy this house together. Turns out we're buying a tear down. We tore it down. We're building a new house here. Oh, God. In town. I wanted to have like a nice chunk of that. I didn't want that to just be his project or his. I see. Job. Um, and but at the same time, I don't like I know emotionally why I want that, but I don't know financially or rationally why I want that. So I'm hoping that you have that. OK. All right. Let's do that. I love emotions and I love the, the numbers, too. But just so we're clear, the the house that you bought that you tore down, how much did you pay for it? We paid 600 for it. OK. Of that 600,000, what did you put down? What did he put down? We put down two thirds, one third. Okay. The financing, the four fifty that is that you got a mortgage, what's the rate on that? That loan is gone because we're already in a construction loan. Oh, okay. So tell me about the construction loan now. So the construction loan is so we had decent financing on that house, but now the construction loan happened this year. So mm. We, it's a year long. It'll maybe take us a little longer. They'll go month to month after that. It's 6%. That's not terrible. Okay. It's not terrible. How much did you borrow for the construction? So to roll it into the construction, I didn't put any additional in Mm -hmm. as a down payment, but he put 500,000 from the sale of his New York apartment. Oh, so now he owns more than two thirds. So now he owns more than I do. But on the deed, how is it shown? Is it a 50-50? On the deed, like you guys own it jointly with rights of survivorship? How are you doing that? I think we're tenants in common now. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Or whatever we want, we, it, we, it's the other one. So it, it's we want it to go automatically to the other person. Okay, that's joint tenants with rights of survivorship. So that's not common. So the joint tenants with rights of survivorship is your... Okay, let's just pretend you own the shares two-thirds, one-third, Okay. It means that if you died, your third goes automatically to him and vice versa, okay? But if you own it as tenants in common, it means that your share can pass to somebody else, okay? So it means that if you die, your share could go to your sister or his share could go to his brother. And so tenants in common is a way to to maintain the fractional ownership so that it passes through to either a next generation or a sibling, Okay. So we want to just double check how you do own this. Okay. We do own it as tenants in common. I would like to make it rights of survivorship. Well, yeah, because what happens if he dies and now who's going to get his share? I have, I talk about regularly how I really don't want to have to share that house with his two sisters. Oh my God. I don't even know them and I don't either. What? Is he like resistant to changing it? Um, I didn't know. We have not brought it up formally. And when I recently did my, um, estate planning, Mm -hmm. which I did not call you, Jill, Mm. until I got my estate planning done because I knew you were going to ask me and I wanted to have the right answer Because I'm a pain in your tushy. Okay. So what happens in in your estate planning? Tell me what happens upon your death. The house goes to him. Okay. And does he have a a house clause in his own estate plan or does he have nothing? He has zero estate planning done. Well, that's dumb. That's just dumb. And he's a lawyer, so he should know better. What is his fear? Let's let's get to that. And then we can fix it with the estate plan. What is his fear that you guys break up? You had a bad divorce. You had to pay somebody a ton of money. What happened? So, yeah. So this is all precipitated by he wants to create like a, re, a, a some kind of legal contract or legal arrangement yeah. um, that protects his larger share in the house in case we do break up. Easy. Big deal. So what? You can do that. Where you say, if we break up, 
Like you get your share, I get my share, we sell the house, boom, done. Or he can buy you out or vice versa. You know, you have to have, so he knows that that's easy to do. Let's just talk about how much money you both have and what's happening right now. So Sandra, you are self-employed? Yeah. I, so I'm a freelancer. Okay. Um, I work with an agent and um, I am employed by different production companies over the course of a year. Okay. And so when you have a $200,000 year, not this current year, I get it. What are you putting away for retirement? Do you have a SEP? Do you have uh, some other, for, a, a, a solo 401k? What have you set up for yourself? I have a Roth. I have a traditional. Um, through my union, I have a pension. Oh. Um there's an annuity fund. The union does do a 401k. They don't match. Um, I haven't, it's a, it's paperwork that I need to get my each production accountant to do. And I've gotten some resistance from them because it's just like money that's set away. But I usually set the money aside on, on my own. Okay. So tell us about your savings right now. What's in Roth? What's in traditional? What's in that pension? My Roth is 70. My traditional is 20. I've got about 120 in investments. My pension is like, uh, I think where it is now, it's hovering around like I would get a thousand a month. And what about just money in the bank? Uh, it's dwindling. Mm, I guess so. When you don't have income, it's a funny thing how that happens. Yeah. I mean, I've been living. So it's like, that's why this year has been hmm. terrible because I've been paying a construction loan. Oof. Um, he didn't even give you and, forbearance for not having any income? No, we didn't. I haven't asked for any like shift in arrangement, which I absolutely should have. You could like, have, just, but like you... Well, he should have offered too. Oh boy, here comes Mark. Here he comes. I mean, seriously, he knows what's going on with your industry. I mean, he should have said, don't worry about this year. Well, so here's... So that whole thing of like, well, I can contribute more to the house... The issue is like, do I want to allow my share to get super diluted? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, the coldest case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Now that the strike's over, this year's done. You're not going to get hired for the end of this year. So you'll make basically zero this year. So let's get back to my first question about the savings. So what do you have left in savings right now? Like 20. 20. Okay. And where are you guys living while this house is being built? 
We live in an apartment about a mile away. Okay. Building. Are you paying for your share of that? Yes, I am. And how much is the rent? Mm, Three thousand. So you you how much did you plow through in savings this year? Like large amounts, probably like sixty thousand dollars. It would have to be. There's a lot of these are real expenses. Not to get too much into your relationship, but let's right now. What is your estimation if you say, honey? Look, I've just spent 60 grand right now. I need I need some I need to get back on my feet and I need to replenish my savings. So, I need to just pause on the amount of money that I'm pushing into our lives. Right now, we have this house which is two-thirds, one-third, you know, for the next 6 months or so until I can really get back on my feet. I just I need to not put any money towards it. Are you okay with that and just leaving the share the same? Do you think he would literally say, no, I want to change it to 80-20? I want you to get a new boyfriend if that's the answer. I got to tell you that right now. The right answer is like, you know what, babe? Are you kidding me? This is crazy. Why are you putting... So this is what I'm going to think that he's... I'm hopeful he's thinking, which is, why are you putting this pressure on yourself? I didn't ask you to make it all even, Stephen. By the way, I'm going to talk from my own experience, which is there was a moment where... I entered the relationship earning more than my spouse. And then that flipped. And for a long time, I kept saying 50, 50, 50. And she said to me, what are you doing? What is the problem? Like, this is your problem. It's not my problem. And maybe that's a false pride that you and I both have, Sandra, that- A hundred percent. It's like, I take care of myself. Like I am financially independent, responsible person. Yeah. And and, and, and for me- It's more like an equal partner. Right. And for you um, and for me also, it's maybe a little bit of like, and I know your past where there have been some bad actors, right? Where, so I didn't want to be like, oh, another one of the freeloading girlfriends that, you know, has taken more than given- And for you, it's like, I don't want to be conflated with this ex-wife because like that was a bad thing. So he's a little burned and I get that. He can create a document for this house. The house is going to be worth, when you're done in the year, what's this house really going to be worth? Guess, just give me a round number. Uh, $2 million. And what will be the outstanding loan balance at that time? Probably like one. Point two, one two five, something like that. Okay, and of so, and then when you think about one point two outstanding, there's eight hundred thousand dollars of equity, right? And he's like, I put five. He's going to say I put six hundred down, or he maybe have put. He probably put six. Yeah, he put six hundred down. He did five hundred. He did the first hundred, so he did six hundred, and you will have done two hundred, right? That's your eight hundred down. And what I think is fair to say is like, okay. We're in this together. We love each other. But I get that like we can create a legal document that will ease up all of your tension. So I would like to propose that we have someone in your firm or have an estate attorney who did my stuff. Just draft a simple document about the house itself. And in that document, instead of having a tenants in common, which is a pain in the effing ass when somebody dies because you don't want to be partners with a sister, it says that you know, if I die, I leave you my share. If you die, you leave my, vice versa. So then it's a joint tenants with rights of survivorship. He can leave his sister anything he wants, any other asset out there. But in fact, leaving a house that they don't live in, that you would be living in is a bad idea. He's got enough money socked away. I'm sure he, I mean, yes, he had to give up half of his equity in his apartment and probably half his retirement plan, but how much money do you think he has saved? You guys talk about this or not? 
hey, who did the who did all the mortgage? Oh, right. For? So how much money does he have in his retirement account? Like upwards of a million. Okay, so he's got a million in retirement. That's investment and retirement. Okay, so he's got so he say he's a million dollars. Instead of like thinking about leaving his share of his house to his siblings, what you could do is you could say, "Honey, leave their leave the retirement plan to your sisters." That's a great thing to do. And in fact, you don't have to leave me anything because as long as you leave me the house, we're good. That could be like your arrangement. But I think that like this trying to play, how could you possibly maintain the pace that you are maintaining? You could say, I'd like to contribute, you know, as as much as I can, but I don't want to shortchange my own savings. So presumably if he wanted to leave something to his siblings and not to you, um, or if you broke up, you still have to rely on yourself. So you've got to get cranking on your savings and your investing apart from the house. You really do. And to do that, you need some relief. You do need sixty, eighty thousand dollars in your savings account because you're a freelancer and you've got to protect yourself. Exactly. And, and so that's where like the spending patterns are really different. Just because like I'm all save, 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 because I don't know when I'm employed and he's been had a salary for Absolutely. Years. So I think this requires just having a sit down and talking about what each of you fear, right? All of these conversations are about what is it that I fear and how can I actually get over that fear? For him, the fear is like, if we break up, I don't want it to be that like I have to give up half my house. Okay, fine. Let us have a document that says that we own real estate. And if you literally had to move the real estate and like, you know, have that as a separate standalone document that is, it's kind of like a call option. It's like he can call your share if you break up. So it's very easy to do. You can have a matrimonial lawyer draft a document that says, here's what happens to this house if we don't make it, if we break up. He gets this, you get that, you walk away, goodbye. It's sold, you get whatever you get. But that's different than your cash flow, right? And I think that this cash flow issue is crazy. Like you have boxed yourself in to pay for something when like, I don't know, like he, I sort of agree with Mark. I would have liked if he had said like, oh honey, don't be ridiculous, but he hasn't said that. So Mark, what's the way that she's going to approach this about the cash flow? Uh, You know, like you said, this all starts with dialogue. They need to sit down and have a talk. I mean, yeah, he didn't offer. She didn't ask. Should he have offered? I think so. They have to sit down and talk. But like, like you said, Jill, I mean, you know, you and Jackie have the income disparity. Similar thing here with me and Amanda. We have income disparity. I mean, we own now we own two pieces of property in Manhattan. Yes, we went into both of those equally. We both contributed 50% to the down payments. But when we move to our new property, like she realizes I'm not going to be able to go 50-50 with her on this. And that's totally fine. You guys got to have this discussion. You really, you do. And I think you'll feel so much better for having it, both of you. I'm going to be hopeful that your lawyer guy is going to feel a little bit like, honey, what are you talking about? Like, I'm hopeful that that's going to be the conversation where he's going to be like, oh my God, I don't know like why you had insisted to do that. But be that as it may, you can even say that you call this crazy podcast and this crazy New York chick was like saying, what are you doing? But, you know, I understand how this conversation can evolve and and I can also understand how it can devolve. So what we are trying to accomplish is discussing how you feel, how you really feel like scared and depleted that you have no savings. His fear is you break up and you get your a bigger share of the house. Your fear is you break up and you get bupkis and you have no savings and there's another strike or something bad happens, right? But I think that having the conversation is going to get you where you need to go. Legal documents are easy to create. Easy. 
absolutely easy to create. So this is interesting. Let me give you what a coda to this. Mm-hmm. My mom is an estate planning lawyer. Oh my, my God, dad, now I remember that. Okay. She's an estate planner and my dad, you know, works worked in finance. So my partner is like, get your parents to look at the agreement. Like get them, like I want your parents' perspective. Like they've been giving us really good advice. Like they're really helpful. And so I sent this this thing that was kind of like a, you know, the thing that the lawyer gave us that wasn't that helpful that then he amended. I sent it to my parents and their reaction was like pretty much the same exact as you. Oh, thank God. I was nervous that her parents were going to be like, what? Doesn't this flash some warning signs to you? Oh, my God, Mark, you want to break them up? And then we got to find her a nice guy. Do you like the trajectory? I'm not. You asking me, Jill? Are you asking Sandra? Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm scared to say that. I'm worried until they have the conversation, I'm going to leave my judgment aside. But if the conversation does not go well, then I do think there are some bigger questions to potentially ask. But that's but I want to I want to leave space for the conversation going well. I really do. And um, and and by the way, did he know what your parents said after they gave the feedback? No, I mean, it's like very interesting. So it was like they, you know, were like, hey, honey, this is how a marriage works. And it sounds like, you know, you know, your relationship is not just like, you know, you should think of like a more fair way of dealing with this, both income disparity and like the fact that your year has been, you know. Yeah, eviscerated. Right. This is what part and forget about like even marriage, like just think about it as instead of saying marriage, just say partnership. Like if Mark were having a horrible year. And we were uh, doing the show and there's only a certain amount of income and I was okay. I would make sure he got the money. When we stopped getting income in March of 2020, he, I made sure he had some income. I had zero from the podcast, but I could afford it. So that's a pod, that's a partnership. If both of our incomes disappear tomorrow, Amanda would say, okay, don't worry, figure out what you got to do. I'll take care of it for a while. I know. I keep saying to Jackie, like, what if CBS doesn't resign my contract? She goes, well, then I think I'm going to eat a lot better because we'll be cooking more from home. I'm feeling she's sort of halfway rooting for that as an outcome. But I mean, so if you feel, but again, I don't want to judge this dude until we give him a shot at responding to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, it's, um, this was all, and that's, so that's my parents, you know, were like, Hey honey, like in a partnership, you like each other more. So he thought they were good enough to pass along to your parents and your parents said, what is this guy kidding? I mean, come on. And then also like, you don't want your share to get diluted in that house. Like if he's like, oh, but I'm going to pay for this, I'm going to pay for that. So that all comes out on top of your share. Can't we just say, I mean, I don't understand. If I were him, I'd be like, let's just do it. You know, we'll do two thirds, one third, and we're not diluting. I think that if you could say like, we're, we're holding a two thirds, one third, regardless of who contributes anything going forward. We are a household right now. We are a couple and we will both live and die by that. If he says, no, 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 I want to do it to the dime then I think you have some different questions to ask about whether this is really a partnership because he's like being weird and withholding about money in that case. So let's have a conversation. And then you promise to come back to us and we will have, I will sit there on the phone and talk to you about every other aspect of your financial life, but this is the main thing. We got to have the conversation. Are you good? Sandra, are you going to keep us in touch? I will. All right. So if you have maybe some discord around your money and your love, We'd love to hear from you. This isn't actually Discord yet because it's really about making sure that you get on the same page. But come to us first. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and check out all the free content that lives on the website. 
All right. Mark Talasio is the co-host and the executive producer. He's also the king of all things web. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And yes, we will have an episode on Thanksgiving. It's going to be a very special episode. So stay tuned for that. And of course, try to lift someone up. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thanksgiving. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.